Hello, I'm your hostess, Melissa Wilson, and this is Spoonful of Honey, where a little bit of sweetness from the Word of God helps the message go down. Luke 10.27 says, And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. In Hebrew, the word love is ahava. And because this verse is summing up the Torah, I want to read it in Hebrew. Lucas Perak Yud Pasuk Esrim Vesheva. I love this verse. And now the passage in connection to this verse so that we can have it in context. It's Luke 10, 25 through 37. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He, Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to that place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go. And do likewise. To love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus tells this great story about the Good Samaritan to answer the lawyer. And just for fun, I'm going to retell it to match the political tension I've seen in my beloved USA. I'm going to read it in two different ways two different versions, um, just so that we reach uh, both quote-unquote sides of the political aisle, or it be, okay, first version. And behold, 
A homeschooling essential oil selling mom stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He, Jesus, said to her, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And she answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to her, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But she, desiring to justify herself, said to Jesus, And who's my neighbor? Jesus replied, A woman was going down from Washington to Texas and she fell among robbers who stripped her and beat her and departed, leaving her half dead. Now by chance, a pastor was going down that road and when he saw her, he just kept driving. So likewise, a worship leader, when he came to the place and he saw her, he just looked the other way, kept on going on the other side. But a radical left socialist Democrat, as he journeyed, came to where she was and when he saw her, he had compassion. He went to her and he bound up her wounds. And then he put her in his car and he brought her to the local emergency clinic and gave them his credit card number and said, whatever it costs, I'll pay it. Just make sure that you take care of her. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the woman who fell among the robbers? She said, the one who showed her mercy. And Jesus said to her, you go and do likewise. <clears throat> Here's the second version. And behold, a state appointed lawyer stood up to put Jesus to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, uh, Who's my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Washington to California and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a social worker was going down that road and when he saw him, he just kept on driving. So likewise, a BLM activist, when he came to that place and he saw him, he just looked the other way, kept on driving on the other side. But a die-hard MAGA Trumper Republican, as she journeyed, came to where he was. And when she saw him, she had compassion. She went to him and she bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And then she set him in her car and brought him to the local medical emergency clinic gave them her credit card number and said, please take care of him. Whatever you need to charge, just charge it to my credit card. I'm good for it. Just make sure you take care of him. Which of these three 
do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. You gotta love Jesus. I hope that putting it in the modern context helps a little bit to hear how it may have sounded back then. Um, it's pretty provocative, right? Like, there's some tension there. No matter where you stand politically. What's interesting is that I find it provocative in another way. Here in Israel, in the Middle East, you do not not help someone. You just don't. You help people. It doesn't matter if you're Muslim or Jewish, Christian. If someone is in need, you stop and help them. You don't keep walking, especially if you're religious, especially if you're a religious leader. You don't do that. You just don't. You don't keep walking. Um, the tension is, if that person uh, was dead or did die while you were touching them, it creates a little bit of a problem because then you're ritually unclean and then you have to go clean yourself, you know, if you're religious Jewish. So that is another part of the tension. But I also think that we're all guilty of this. Um, we're all guilty of even on our way to do good things. Maybe we're going to go buy Christmas gifts for all of our family. Maybe we're going to go serve um, with our church. Maybe we're going to go, maybe we're on the way to an appointment to give blood. Maybe we're, you know, there's a number of things. Maybe we're just on the way to work or um, on the way to pick up our children or whatever it may be. Um, the point is that we all have those moments where on the way we encounter people who need help and sometimes we know Holy Spirit is saying help them and we just look the other way keep going there's also those people you know those people that we have difficulty responding well to those people we have difficulty loving because we so strongly disagree with them Jesus asked such good questions 307 questions he asked and of the 183 questions he was asked he only answered three of them Jesus asks us questions not so that we'll fill in the blanks with the right answer but so that we will ask ourselves the right questions and answer them with our lives. Who is my neighbor? How can I love my neighbor? 
are not questions that we answer with dot 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 the right answers. They're questions that we continue to ask and continue to answer with our lives, moment by moment, situation by situation, relationship by relationship. Who is my neighbor? Who is the one I need to show compassion to? Who is the one God is calling me to love today? What about that person who posts all the stuff on social media that just rubs me the wrong way? Does that person need love? How do I love that person? We need to remember that every human is created in the image of God and if they are not reflecting that image, they are obviously in need of His love. It doesn't mean we can't disagree. It doesn't mean that we need to be best friends with everyone or that we shouldn't have healthy boundaries in our relationships. What about the people on the highway that cut us off as they speed dangerously down the highway? How do we love them? Maybe we love them by getting out of their way and praying that they don't die or kill someone. Maybe we love them by calling the police so that they get stopped and know that there's consequences to driving like that. And that hopefully a ticket will discourage them from continuing to drive like that. What about the barista at the coffee shop who got our order wrong? How do we respond to her? What is our chief motive? Is it to be right? Is it to maintain our status or to maintain the status quo? What if we all made our chief motive to love? What if we made our daily goal to show love, especially when we didn't feel it or we didn't think the other person deserved it? After all, Jesus came to die for us while we were still sinners, knowing how wretchedly sinful we are. Jesus left heaven and became a baby. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us because of love, his love, because he is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16 This season especially, especially after this year, we have had ample opportunities this year, and also especially this season, to show God's love, not just to our loved ones, but also to the others we encounter. Just think that the person who makes your coffee might have a terrific day because you said, I so appreciate your service today. I hope you have a good day. We encounter so many people throughout the day, even in the midst of a global pandemic with restrictions on movement. We even encounter people online. We have an opportunity to show people the love of God. This season is ripe for encounters with God's love. It's the season we celebrate the incarnation. God became man. And it's also the season when many who normally wouldn't think about God 
do think about him. When people are singing away in a manger, when people are singing Silent Night, how a baby born of a virgin God, man, holy God, holy man, Jesus, Yeshua, how he came to earth, he left heaven for us became one of us, lived among us, showed us how to love. And because he is perfect, God raised him from the dead. Even death couldn't hold him. He was raised to heaven seated at the right hand of the Father and Holy Spirit was poured out for us so that we can receive His Spirit and His Spirit cries out in us, Abba, Father and His Spirit helps us to love. One of the fruits of Holy Spirit is love. We love because He first loved us. Let's pray. Father, I pray that in this season, right now, you would help us to have our eyes open and our ears open to what you're saying and what you're doing, and that when you say, stop and show compassion on this one, we will stop. And that for those people that we find ourselves responding in an ungodly way that you would help us to repent and pray for them and love them. God, I thank you for the wonder and the majesty that is in this season. Regardless of what day Jesus actually was born on the earth. The point is that you were. The point is that you came. The point is that you lived and you died and you rose again. And because of that, we can have a connection with God. We can have eternal life. We can have hope, even in the midst of hopelessness. We can have hope for tomorrow. Even after this crazy year, we can have hope for 2021. I thank you for your faithfulness, Father. I pray that you would give us a fresh revelation of your love. Open our eyes, open our hearts. to see how to love the people around us like you do.
others as ourselves and who are our neighbors. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Spoonful of Honey, where the sweetness of God's Word helps the message go down. Psalms 119.103 says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Everyone needs a spoonful of honey, so feel free to share this episode with your friends, family, and whoever you think would be blessed by it. Enjoy Jesus!